If you have your Bibles, you can open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Second Corinthians chapter 4, beginning at verse 7 reads, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceedingly an eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now, if we are going to live an unconquerable life, we have to see the invisible. Our eyes need to be fixed on that which is beyond the natural, and therefore our vision is set on that which is beyond the natural. And all that vision means concerning us, concerning our lives, our relationship with the Lord, all set beyond what we see. It's vision that is not determined by or swayed by. It is not affected by the natural. And I believe the word of the Lord to us tonight is this. See different now. That perhaps for the first time as we sit here tonight, we see different. Our eyes are opened to what the Word is calling us to. The kind of vision the Word is determining for us. Here in 2 Corinthians 4, we read incredible words to sum it up. Cast down, but unconquered. Now we may feel or in fact be hard-pressed on every side, perplexed, persecuted, struck down, but can we agree according to the word and the promise of God that in all this we can live unconquered? That's what the word is saying. That's what God is saying to us, and that's the kind of vision we need to have. Never frustrated, never in despair, never standing alone. We are never knocked out. We are talking about a life that is not relegated by natural happenings. 
The things that happen in the natural do not cause our faith to wane, does not cause our vision to fail. For our eyes are set on things beyond the natural. It is not demoted or downgraded or lowered by natural happenings. Romans 8, verses 31 to 39. What then shall we say to these things? Now you can put whatever you want in there tonight. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's quite the list. Nothing's left out. In all these things we are overcomers. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. Do we share this same persuasion? Is it our persuasion? The NASB says, but in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. Verses 38 and 39, For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to ask tonight, are we convinced? You see, when you are convinced, when we are convinced of something, it changes our life. When we are convinced of something, it changes how we see, it changes how we act, it changes how we react to circumstances and situations, to the things that might be in the natural. But when we are convinced of something, it speaks to all those things. John 16, 33, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. God wants people that are full of good cheer. That they see different, they realize that they're unbreakable in Him. Because of who He is, it changes who we are. And it changes our outlook on life. That we realize in all these things that we face, and we've read quite the, quite the list tonight, in all these things we are more than conquerors. That's what the Word says. See, the truth is, what we see will affect our outlook, 
What we see will affect our reaction. What we see will affect our commitment. What we see will determine whether or not we live unconquered. And in order to see different now, we need to, number one tonight, carry about the dying of the Lord Jesus. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 7 to 11. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Here it is. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. The J.B. Phillips New Testament reads, this priceless treasure we hold, so to speak, in common earthenware jar, to show that the splendid power of it belongs to God and not to us. We are handicapped on all sides, but we are never frustrated. We are puzzled, but never in despair. We are persecuted, but we never have to stand it alone. We may be knocked down, but we are never knocked out. Every day we experience something of the death of the Lord Jesus so that we may also know the power of the life of Jesus in these bodies of ours. Yes, we who are living are always being exposed to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus may be plainly seen in our mortal lives. I mean, imagine every day experiencing something of the death of the Lord Jesus. And I would suggest to all of us tonight that this is normal Christianity. This is what normal Christianity looks like. This is what a normal Christian life looks like. Now, Many reject this, the daily experience, and settle for far less than what the Lord has in mind for them. The daily experience is for our good. The daily experience is so that we may know the power of the life of Jesus in these mortal bodies. How many want to know day by day the power of Jesus in these mortal bodies? And in our mortal lives, as we're living out on this side of eternity, we want to know the operation of the power of Jesus is living inside of us, caring about the dying of the Lord Jesus so that the life may be plainly seen in our mortal lives. Plainly seen. We want the life of Jesus plainly seen. The Passion Translation, we continually share in the death of Jesus in our bodies so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. We consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. And the message reads, our lives are at constant risk for Jesus' sake, which makes Jesus' life all the more evident in us. Now this is only Only deep, if we're shallow tonight. Because God is calling us to this kind of life. 
He's calling us this kind of vision. He's calling us to see different. And not be deterred or affected by the things that will come against us, even if we're hard-pressed on every side. We're not affected. Our faith doesn't fail. Church attendance doesn't fail. Prayer life doesn't fail. Worship doesn't fail. Connection with Jesus doesn't fail. Our Christian witness doesn't fail. Our confession doesn't fail. You see, when you're convinced of something, it changes everything. And it speaks to the totality of your living. Number two, we are only conquered if we choose to be conquered. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 and 9, But we have this treasure in earth in vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. The truth tonight is this. An unconquerable life is available to every one of us. It's not just for one or two. It wasn't something God designed and put in the book, like read this, but it only applies to a few people. He's saying all of us can live like this. Cast down, sure, but unconquered. Unbeatable, undefeated, impregnable, invincible because of Jesus and because we see different. The vision is different. Our vision is different. You see, it's easy for all of us to take on a conquered spirit or a conquered mentality. It's easy for every one of us to just take on that spirit. And this is where life turns from the glory of God's design to hard-pressed and crushed, perplexed, and in despair. Persecuted, I must be forsaken. Struck down and we feel destroyed, and we talk like we're destroyed, and we walk like we're destroyed, and we come to church like we're destroyed, and we pray like we're destroyed, and we worship like we're destroyed, and we serve like we're destroyed, and the list just goes on and on and on because we don't see right. It's so easy just to fall into that because it's like that's the default of unregenerate man. And so the Lord reminds us tonight of Romans 8.37, yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory. A surpassing victory. It's not like, oh, we just got victory, like just barely got victory. A surpassing victory through him who loved us. In the Passion Translation, yet even in the midst of all these things, I don't know what all the things are tonight for you. I don't know what all the things are going to be for you in the future. We all face a lot of things. It says we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors, and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. I mean, how can we not see different? The footnote in one of the Bibles it reads clearly implied in the text with the Greek word, hupernikeo, 
the love of God gives us a glorious, get this, hyper victory. More than can be described or contained in one word. God's love and grace has made us hyper conquerors, empowered to be unrivaled more than a match for any foe. I don't know how you're living tonight, but maybe you need to see it different. See, the enemy would love for us to fall from God's design. Where we're hard-pressed and, and we are destroyed and we're perplexed and without hope. And we live a, a conquered life. We we'll always feel beat down. Number three tonight, glory in the inward renewing. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 17, Therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Now whatever you're facing tonight, think about what the writer of this text was facing and read this. For our light affliction. which is but for a moment, is actually working for us. That's what it says. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Passage translation, so no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal weighty glory, far beyond all comparison. Take a look at what's going on in the inside. We're so focused on the outside. You know, Jesus is, is real concerned with the inside. Man looks at the outward appearance, the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord is looking onto the inside. He's checking us out. He, he wants us renewed. He wants things changed inside of us. And so, you know, when we face these things, just don't worry about it because we're being renewed day by day. God's doing something inside of us, and that's far more important than what's happening on the outside a lot of times. Now, what's happening on the outside is very important, but I think we forget that he's trying to do a work in us, and we get so caught up with everything out here and then it consumes us, and pretty soon we're not focused on what's going on inside. We've actually just let go of the renewing day by day because we're so wrapped up with everything else. All our attention, all our focus is on external things. And then we're affected by the external things, which are natural things, when God is saying, look beyond those things. I want you to see the unseen. That kind of vision so true that we get so caught up with external things that we get blinded to the glory of the inward renewing. The Bible calls it light affliction. What is being worked in us is nothing short of miraculous. The outward man perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed. And the Word says day by day. 
Well, I thought I'd just come to church on Sundays. Get renewed. Well, you want to live a life one out of seven, you go right ahead. But the Bible's saying day by day, that's normal Christianity. That's a normal relationship with Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The inward man being renewed day by day. And this light affliction, can we please accept the Bible's ruling, is working for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And the Amplified reads, for our light, momentary affliction, this slight distress of the passing hour is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and all calculations of vast and transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. Do you see different now? I pray that we'll see different. Number four, look at the things unseen. 2 Corinthians 4.18, we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. What are you looking at tonight? Every one of us, what are we looking at? Are we looking at the things not seen? Or the things seen. Passion translation, we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. Now again, we must acknowledge tonight that it is in the nature of unregenerate man to get caught up with and locked into and on to things which are seen rather than things which are unseen. Even as believers, it's, it's like the default. And the Lord's trying to work on us, but we get caught up in the things which are seen. That's how relational problems happen. A lot of things start to happen because we're so caught up in the things that are seen rather than the things that are not seen. But our focus has to be on the things which are unseen. And you say, well, how does that work? How can I see things that are unseen? And I would say to us tonight that it's only by the Spirit, and it's by Jesus, that our eyes are transformed, our, our vision is transformed, our sight is transformed. It's like, you know, Holy Ghost spectacles or you've been living with a deficiency and you can't see, and we know how it is in this life, and people go and they, and they get surgery performed on their eyes, true? And then they can see. We can't see what we need to see on our own. Our eyes need a lot of help. 
because we get so caught up in what's right before us, the problems, the good things, the distractions, bad distractions, pressures, people, and it affects us. And our inability to see that which is unseen actually cripples us. It cripples our faith. It kills our relationship with the Lord. It takes people right out of church. They get caught up in what is seen. They, they don't see beyond that. We have to crucify this default. Now, does this mean that the things seen aren't real? Of course not. I'm not suggesting to any one of us tonight that we walk out and, well, that's not real, that's not real, that trial's not real, that situation's not real, that flat tire's not real, that... That's not what we're saying tonight. But we are ruled by the unseen. And we are fueled by the unseen. We are empowered by the unseen. We are unconquerable because of the unseen, because the unseen is more real to us than the seen. Now, I might be confusing tonight. Just write this down and just ponder it and pray over it for the whole week, okay? The unseen has become more real to us than the seen. That's normal Christianity. That's normal life with Jesus. That's normal life with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Listen, they're more concerned with the unseen than the seen. And they're calling us to get wrapped up in that because, wow, life is so beautiful with Jesus and so free and just, it's incredible when, when we get to the point in our walk with the Lord where the unseen is more real than the seen. Because then we're not affected, then we really are more than overcomers. No matter what the things are, all the things we face, it doesn't really matter because the unseen is more real than the things we're facing. But if those things become more real than the unseen, we've got a problem. And so constantly, I mean, the Bible's saying, set, set your eyes on things above. Look at things above. Don't get caught up with what's going on down here. Don't get preoccupied. We can have the worship team return, the Amplified. Since we consider, I just love it, and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are visible are temporal, brief and fleeting, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. The message, there's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. Let's get caught up with the things that last forever. Let the totality of our living get caught up in things that last forever. It'll change life. It'll change relationships. It'll change church attendance. It'll change prayer. 
Bible reading, interaction with the lost. It'll change how we work. It'll change how we serve. Because we're so caught up with the things that are unseen. And they're more real than the things that are seen. Let's stand tonight. Maybe the Lord's speaking to you concerning what you're looking at or focused on. And no matter who we are tonight, let's just take a moment, these closing moments tonight, and just ask the Lord to help us see different. No matter how we've been Viewing things, we'd view them different tonight. Whatever the things are, whatever the afflictions are, whatever the trouble is, or whatever the distractions are, that we'd, we'd begin to see them differently tonight. Lord, I pray for every single one of us in this room that the unseen would become more real to us than the seen. And we know that this is only by your spirit. It's only by the life of Jesus. It's only by the gift and grace of the Father. It's not something we can do on our own. But Lord, we're going to do our part. And we're going to start to look where you've called us to look. Because you're not a God that comes to control us but you do give us choice and you're saying choose to look at the things that are unseen. And as we begin to look at the things that are unseen, our life will be drastically affected. The things of this earth will go strangely dim <laughs> as we fix our eyes on Jesus, as we fix our eyes on the glory of the kingdom, as we fix our eyes on eternal purposes on eternal truths. Lord, help us with our sight, God. Lord, I pray for situations and circumstances represented in this room. Lord, that they are going to be healed, changed, altered, because tonight we see them differently. We came in here seeing them one way, caught up in the natural. But God, we're walking out of here tonight caught up in the spiritual. We're going to see them different. We're not going to see the seen, but we're going to see the unseen in that circumstance, in that situation. And Lord, we pray for the testimonies in the days to come of how our sight being changed by you changed things in the natural as only you can change things in the natural thank you Lord